Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thanks for joining the show today. Okay, guys, so uh, excuse the background noise that might be coming up um, probably throughout this entire episode. I'm in the process of moving and my setup is not as it usually is. And to be honest, I was just going to skip this week because I did skip last week. But I was like, you know, I, I might as well just put something out there, you know, with moving and other stuff going on in my life, I really haven't had time to sit down and concentrate on anything. So I apologize, guys. Today, I want to bring to you guys a topic that has been really, really important for me in my life at this point in time where there are just multiple transitions, lots of letting go of things that I once thought I needed. And um, I've been really leaning on my tarot cards recently. And a lot of you guys have asked me before on like, how can I read tarot cards for myself? And when I was first learning tarot, I read in a couple of other books that you should limit the amount of times that you read tarot for yourself. Or sometimes it's not good to read tarot for yourself because you're too biased and blah, blah, blah. But to be honest, guys, that is my favorite way of working with the tarot is to, you know, use it for my own life, to use it for myself. And I do understand the concerns of being biased and not being able to see the bigger picture. But the way I um, use tarot in my life, it kind of embodies the wholeness of that. And what I teach my clients is that there are two components within us. And this is something that is taught and practiced in a variety of other spiritual modalities. So it's not something that I magically came up with on the spot. This is something that is pretty common. And it's just this concept of the ego part of ourselves. And then also having that divine part of ourselves, that intuition that is here for us. It's like our own personal, unique connection to the divine. And if you want to take a look at it as if, let's say you live in an apartment and you have two roommates, you have your ego roommate and then you have your intuition roommate. Kind of like Um, I've had someone say it's kind of like having the angel and the devil on both of your shoulders, which comes from a very um, Christian background. And this is not the same as having like this super dual sides where there's like good versus evil. This is nothing like that. And I don't really want to propagate that sort of thinking of there's like always a right way and always a wrong way. This is simply having two options at your disposal at any point in time. So let's put this into context here. So when you are reading for yourself and you have a spread, you ask your question or you ask your question and then you like put out your spread and uh, 
you immediately have a thought of, oh my god, I don't know what this card means. This card, like I, I'm searching my brain for an answer for this card, but I don't know. I have to like look at the book, all that stuff. From your prior knowledge of ego and intuition, where is that coming from? Where is that voice rooted in? Do you think it's from the ego? Or do you think it's from the intuition? And most people believe that that voice is coming from the ego because the ego is the part of us that feels separate, that feels the negative emotion, that feels that sense of fear and like something's wrong with it or it's doing something wrong. That is always from ego reactivity. So we, as human beings, we are all gifted with this wonderful thing. (laughs) And... When that voice pops up, when you feel that resistance, it's okay. It's okay to look at a card and be like, oh my god, I don't know what this means. Um, Or like see something scary like the devil or the death card or the tower card and automatically go into like fear reactivity. It's okay. That is that one roommate we live with, right, called the ego, that is just being the loudest voice in the room at that moment. And when we realize that, we kind of step back from a place of objectivity and we gain an enormous amount of clarity in that just that realization of, okay, that's my ego acting up. Perfect. Yes, I am a human being. Let me like check my body. Yes, I am a human being. (laughs) And that is my ego talking. And it's okay to have that initial knee-jerk reaction of like, oh my god, what is this card? I don't know how this applies to me. I asked about love and I got like this pentacle card. Like, I don't know what this means because this is supposed to mean money and career, but I'm asking about love. Does this mean I'm gonna fall in love with a coworker? I don't know. So we always have that ego perspective within us everywhere we go as long as we are living and breathing here as human beings. And luckily, we have another side of this, which is our intuition, which is that other roommate who is always going to be the voice of love, of unconditional love and acceptance, always. It's that warm, soft, gentle perspective that we can always have in every situation. And like I said, there is no right or wrong way to this. This is really just becoming aware of the different options, the different components within us in regards to responding to these cards. So let's say you you pull a card and you have that ego reaction of not knowing what it is and freaking out and not knowing how this applies. And then you have the intuition, which can sometimes, it comes secondary to that because the fear and just the intensity of the ego can sometimes be the first thing that surfaces. And once we acknowledge that that's our ego and we kind of calm down a bit, that's when our intuition is able to come into the picture and flood in and say, hey, Like, this is okay because you've already developed space for the intuition in just labeling and naming the ego in that situation. 
I feel like I said situation too many times. I don't know. <laughs> and so, so we have our, our intuition who is always the voice of love. And one way to tap into this is, okay, how would love respond to this card? If love was talking to me through this card, what messages would be coming up? And it's interesting because many people don't realize that they have this voice within them that is connected with that loving intuition. And when you give it a chance to just talk, you would be surprised at the amazing wisdom that has always been within you. And it's so fascinating to see people, you know, go through these cards and then I ask them, okay, what does your intuition say about this card? They come up with the most amazing, healing, inspiring, loving responses. And it's like, oh my God, where has this been? You know? So it's just a matter of understanding that when we have those ego reactions towards any card for any reason, it's okay. And that in seeing that as just an ego response, we create more space for us to go to the other side of things and be like, okay, that's what the ego thinks of this card. Fine. What does my intuition think about this card? And to balance between those two perspectives is one of the most wholehearted things you can do in learning to read tarot for yourself so that you don't get caught up in these ego responses, right? These ego reactions. And you're able to have kind of like one foot in your human world and another foot in the spirit world. And it's amazing to have those two perspectives. So that's like a huge component that has helped me in learning to read tarot for myself. And to be honest, I prefer to just only read tarot for myself because I enjoy hearing my own inner wisdom that is constantly pouring through me. And I also encourage most of my clients and the people who reach out to me for tarot readings. I actually stopped doing tarot readings for other people a couple months ago because a part of me really wants to encourage other people to hear that wisdom come out of their mouths. Because first of all, if it's coming out of your mouth and you are hearing yourself say it, you're more likely to resonate with that message and you're more likely to hear it as opposed to someone else telling you this is what you should do, this is what is happening, this is what like you're supposed to do. And it kind of goes into that idea of other people have this wisdom and I don't. Like it follows that format of like putting people up on a pedestal and thinking that they know more than you do. But I genuinely believe that we are all swimming in a pool of infinite intelligence, infinite wisdom and knowledge that we just are not aware of yet. And what I want to do is I want to facilitate an environment in which you get to see the brilliance that's coming out of yourself all of the time, reading tarot for yourself is an amazing way to channel that for yourself. Because I think it's even more powerful when it comes from your own wisdom, your own intuition, rather than what I think this card means. And for example, I just recently 
met up with a friend, a really good friend of mine, and she had just broken up with her boyfriend. So naturally, she was going through a lot of difficult emotions, difficult experiences, and she wanted me to bring my tarot cards to our little meeting. I'm like, okay, but I kind of feel like I know what this is going to (laughs) be. So like we, we did a little bit of a reading and she was telling me, yeah, like I, I like the way you read them because I've been going to all these psychics and they've been all giving me conflicting information regarding if we're going to get back together or not. And she was showing me this app of, I don't even know what app it was, but it was an app where she had basically a contact list of all these psychics who were giving her messages and like two minute increment videos or whatever saying this is like you guys are going to get back together. Some of them were not saying they were going to get back together and it was just really stressing her out and it wasn't giving her any clarity and I was like, you know what? I am not any different from that guidance. Like, I think the biggest lesson here is not to seek guidance from other people at this point because we're all telling you different things. Like, this is the perfect opportunity for you to go within yourself and see what's there and access that part of you that is always tuned into love, that is always tuned into this infinite intelligence. And maybe that is what this experience is bringing up for you. So I was like, you know what? I'm done reading tarot for you at this moment. This is your chance to read it for yourself. Because there is nothing that I am saying that you don't know already at the deepest level. So why not go to the source of it? So I handed her my tarot cards and I was just giving her step-by-step information, like think of an open-ended question. And I'm sure a lot of you guys already know the basics of this, but I just told her to think of an open-ended question. You don't want to do a yes or no question just because sometimes that type of question is what the ego forms because it, it, it wants to know like, yes or no, am I going to get this job? Yes or no. And sometimes that type of knowledge is not the type of knowledge we need to know right now. Sometimes our intuition is purposefully not telling us all these little details because we might not be ready for it. We might be blocking something and it might not be the best thing for us to hear at that moment. So I like to give the intuition this open playing field instead of restricting it with like these two channels of how you need to communicate to me. Because the intuition is fluid, it's flowing, it's like a huge ocean, and it can be quite beautiful if we give it free range. So we came up with open-ended questions together, and I had her shuffle it, I had her infuse her intention into the shuffling of the cards, and I guided her through it by just asking her, like, okay, what is popping up in this card? What is your first reaction in this card? What is speaking to you in this card? How do you feel when you look at this card? And she came up with the most amazing responses. And what was interesting is she knew the truth of the card. And it was interesting to see like there was this initial burst of truth 
And then her ego stepped in and said, I don't like that. Like, I don't like this answer, so I'm going to say something different. It was so interesting. Like, for example, we posed a question such as, show me what our relationship, like her and her ex-boyfriend, show me what our relationship will be like in the next six months. And, you know, relationship, lack of relationship, whatever, just what their interactions may or may not be like. And I honestly, I forgot what card she got, but it was a card that really delivered some hard-hitting truth. And it was basically something along the lines of, you guys won't. Like, there won't be a lot going on here. And then she picked up on that. But then her ego portion of herself was like, let's draw another card. Like, I don't, I don't believe this. Or I, I forgot what she said. Sorry, guys. I'm just not <laughs> being the most clear at the moment. But you can clearly feel the truth of what the situation is, the truth that the card is showing to you. And then you can also make space for that ego reactivity of saying, no, no, no. Like, how am I going to do this? This can't be true. I need to continue to pull these cards until I get something that makes my ego feel comfortable and all of that. And it's it's amazing to hold space for yourself to have both of those components active within you because it just makes you feel so grounded as a human being, as a spiritual being having a human experience on this earth to have both perspectives of that. It's it's beautiful. And the more you are aware of this, the better you are at reading tarot for yourself and having it be this constant back and forth. It's like text messaging with your intuition. And as far as learning textbook traditional definitions, and then also using your intuition in the moment of the reading. When I was first learning tarot, the biggest message that I heard was you need both. You need to learn the traditional meanings and tap into that collective consciousness of like what each card means. And then also learn how to use your intuition, use your intuitive insights of like what applies and what doesn't. And the best metaphor for this is kind of like seeing these definitions, the traditional definitions of each card, as tools in a toolbox. It's something like tangible, for lack of a better word, to be used by your intuition to guide you through communicating with you. I don't even know if that makes sense, but let me let me give it another go. <laughs> it's like the intuition is the builder, intuition is the creator, and the intuition needs something, needs material, needs something to communicate with. It's like giving someone words. It's like giving someone the gift of language so that that person can use those words to communicate with you. And it's a holistic process of there's the intent of the speaker and then there's the language of the speaker. The language is the tool. So that's kind of how I like to see it is like you can read the textbook definitions, you can make flashcards for yourself. That's how I did it because I really wanted to immerse myself in the definitions as quickly as possible. So that's just how I did it. I made, it was pretty tedious, but it helped. I made 
a flash card for every single one of the minor arcana cards. I just practice them. I memorize them, really. And so when you have those ideas already memorized in your head, you are basically giving your intuition the raw materials to build the thing you want to build or to communicate with you. You're giving your intuition the gift of language and concepts and ideas to work with so that it can communicate with you in a way that speaks to you. And ultimately, like I said before, the tarot cards can be a direct channel from you to your higher self, from you to your intuition, from you to the divinity within you. And learning to read tarot in this way, being mindful of your ego and the voice of intuition, it trains you to trust your own intuitive guidance. And I do understand that there is an enormous amount of value in having spiritual teachers. Of course there are. That's how everyone starts off in this journey. It always helps to have someone who is already there, who has already been through all the things that you haven't yet to help you along the way and to provide clarity and guidance. That is always something that is an amazing resource for you in your journey. But if you're like me in that you have found yourself caught up in buying all these books and listening to all these podcasts, listening to all these audiobooks and speeches and everything, and there's a point where you are kind of using it as a form of bypassing your own intuitive wisdom in the practice of always going outwards for advice, always going outwards for support. And again, I want to say that yes, there is definitely a time in everyone's lives and a time in everyone's journeys that that is vital and it is important to have that guide. But ultimately, at least from my experience, the most amazing, impactful, transformative insights have come through my inner voice, have come through my intuition, have come through the tarot readings that I had done for myself. And so I just want to encourage everyone to explore this for themselves and to, at some point, I love these podcasts. I love tarot podcasts. Obviously, I have one. I love listening to Eckhart Tolle. I love listening to Michael Singer. I love listening to Pema Chodron. All these people who talk about these amazing things, and it's so inspiring. And in the same way that, you know, buying a tarot, reading from someone else who's reading your tarot, getting your chart read, everything like that, that is all amazing. Ultimately, the most profound insights will have to come from your inner voice, from that part of you that feels the truth and that knows the truth. And so this week, I encourage you to start to invite that part of yourself into your life in a bigger way. Start to directly communicate with it through tarot cards, through journaling. Because if you can go through life knowing that there is this greater part within you that always has your back, then there's nothing you can't do. You can go through life knowing that there is this stable, loving force that lives within you that 
will always have the right message for you at the right time. That will always have this soothing, loving message to help you through whatever journey you're on. It's like having your own personal spirit guide. You are your own personal spirit guide, essentially. And it's a beautiful thing to realize this within yourself. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit ranty. It was definitely not as polished as I tried to make it. I don't even know. But my life has kind of um, been very busy recently. But I really appreciate all of your guys' patience and support. And I'm super excited to get my new setup together so that I can start making more episodes for you guys. But right now, this is just where I'm at. And that's okay. I'm sure you guys have many other better things to do than listen to me talk. (laughs) All right. Have a great, fantastic, amazing rest of your week. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the summer. And I will talk to you guys next time.